Hey everybody and welcome to episode 115 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome back to the show. Hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying this uh, little bit of uh, summer. Well, at the moment, it's a lovely day outside. Sun is shining. And um, yeah, get out in the in the sun if you can. Get out in the fresh air. Go for a walk and enjoy this uh, beginning of, of uh, British summertime. Uh, you can't really beat England in the summertime when the sun's out. It's a particularly gorgeous place. So uh, if you're it's sunny out today, go and enjoy it. Um, but yeah. Just before we get into everything, guys, as always, let's go through, going through a few things. If you are heading over to www.reviveyourself.co, uh, that's what this show has been sponsored by. We've got a free four-day mini course for you there, as well as our shop with lots of high-quality supplements for you. Anything you need there, from teas and tinctures, um, and you uh, and we've also got our living fuel super greens and super berries uh, super berry shakes phenomenal are the best product on the market all round products on the market bar none uh, and we've also got our emf blockers there from aries tech and our water filtration system from aquatea um, and also if you head on over to www.blueblocks.com blue blocks b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com you can get your blue blocking glasses there and you put revive in the code revive you get 10 percent discount uh, and if you head over to uh, essentialoilwizardry.com, you'll find the best essential oils on the planet, in my opinion. And if you put in small letters, revive, you'll get a 10% discount there too, which is phenomenal. Um, I keep on saying that we are going to be adding to our shop. There's just so much going on. We're behind the scenes with this book and a few courses I'm doing at the moment. It's putting a lot together and it's all just... It's all just uh, coming together so we can get out to more and more people so we can really start changing um, more and more people's lives. You know, I don't know if any of you saw the uh, the email I sent out this week um, or even our post about our clients, Carol uh, Dick, who has been struggling with lupus for over 11 years and her doctor's consultant especially could help her. Uh, she had a severe skin condition. When she actually spoke to me on the phone, she was in tears, crying how, how bad it was. And if you haven't seen it, head over to my personal page on Facebook or a Revive page on Facebook, Revive Yourself page on Facebook, or even on Instagram, um, and you'll see how bad it was. And the results that she's got in 16 days is uh, astounding. This shows when you give the body what it wants and what it needs, um, the results always come. Uh, and she's absolutely blown away. I can't believe the results she's had in 16 days. And I knew that she'd, she'd heal. Uh, I knew that her body would always respond. But the, uh, the speed of it has been quite remarkable for someone who's been dealing with things for 11 years. So just want to put that out there, guys and girls, because any of you dealing with um, chronic health issues, whatever it may be, you know, that the way you heal anything is the way you heal everything with a few subtle differences. So if you need help, then you can always send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or head over to www.reviveyourself.co and, and fill in the uh, the contact form and I'll be in touch with you as soon as possible so we can book a call to see if and how we can help you. Um, just because, you know, I don't, 
I try and say at the end of the show, I don't say it as much because we get quite a lot of messages anyway, but I know there's lots of people out there that do need to just be told, you know, we are here to help. Um, if you need us, if you need me to help, then uh, just give me a shout and um, I'll be in touch as soon as I can. Anyway, on to the, the, today's show. We've got a great guest um, who I actually come across on Instagram. Uh, they were back and forth <laughs> uh, of uh, liking each other's posts. Uh, someone who's got very, very... Um, a similar outlook on on health and and fitness as, as me. Um, this is this is a a guy actually from Windsor as well in in in, uh, in England, um, Jack Graves, uh, and he's been training people. Well, uh, a little bit about him. We're going to the show, but he's been training people for for a long time now, and uh, he's got a really uh, say just refreshing approach because he's never he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. He's just doing things that work. He's doing them consistently. Um, with himself and with his clients and that's where he gets results and it's something I'm very big on uh, with my guys and girls you know doing things at work um, you know not doing the uh, doing all the fancy fads etc so without further ado here's Jack enjoy and I'll see you on the other side yeah I know yeah <laughs> it's always sort of like back and forth on Instagram and uh, similar yeah. sort of stuff but it's um, good to have a chat I've actually had um, another guy uh, do, you, do you know I think you might not know him Lewis Dutch no, 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 he's someone similar. I've got quite a lot of uh, other coaches and stuff. We go back and forth. It's quite interesting, yeah, different yeah. memes and stuff. And uh, he's one I had him on this this week. He's a uh, a Czech uh, practitioner. Um, All right, okay, yeah. Are you a Czech practitioner? Uh, no, but I know of the Czech, uh, the Czech world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of research into it. And I listen to a load of his podcasts as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really interested in that sort of world. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah, he's pretty sweet. I mean, he just comes from a. Uh, well, I'd say there's a common sense background, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Of like eating yeah. well, getting things right, and, and yeah. uh, makes a big. So when 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 we so when we've talked um, when we've talked, just going to go through it. When we've talked before, you're I always love your uh, love your your memes. I just want to get a couple of them up <laughs> and like some of the things you post, um, yeah. especially especially about because have you got what's your website? Um, so I just updated it. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. Some is a link on my Instagram. It's like a very basic landing page. Like I don't have a big website. Right. Yeah. I was just um, um, just trying to see. Cause I was looking for for Jack Graves, but he's, he's but you ended up the health coach UK. Yeah. There. Yeah. Right. I've yeah. got you. Yeah. And so and so, um, whereabouts are you actually based? So I'm based in Windsor, but I oh, do. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm based in Windsor, um, but I have a couple of clients in London, so I'm sort of in and out from London once or twice a week, and um, so yeah, but I'm based in Windsor. Where, whereabouts in London? uh regent's park has a gym there called the engine room all right nice yeah um it's pretty good pt gym what else? charge charge for the roof did i yeah yeah i imagine <laughs> yeah. yeah they they well I'm, my first mentor actually in windsor uh did you know a guy called right. ruben tabares you heard ruben of him tabares. Mm, no no he's a uh he's a former 400 meter hurdler for great Britain, but is he right okay but he he um and i used to session from down at the windsor track um by, by right yeah 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 but yeah, he yeah. um but he, well, but he mainly he's in nutrition. When I, when I first met him, he was doing all David Hay stuff. Right. Um, okay. And he was like talking about things that I had no idea about at the time. He's talking about like <laughs> juicing, organic, nutri- organic food. He was talking about probiotics and everything like that. Yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? I need to talk to him. And spent quite a bit of time in Windsor with him. It's real, it's real nice over there. Yeah, it is nice. It's nice area. I'm quite lucky. Yeah, my dad was in the army, so he was based here. So it was like, yeah, we lived lived here all yeah. my life. Really. Yeah. Um, Go eat it. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, no, did I fuck no? <laughs> no, I went to Windsor Boys, which is like the rival. Like it's like we used to play rugby, so yeah. 
that used to be like the big rival game. So you used to yeah. walk across the bridge, play and beat them up and then come back. So yeah. it's no I mean it's a lovely area. That actually oh. it's very um the whole place it's very sort of like Hogwarts, you know, especially. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still very old. At the moment we've got the buzz of the um the royal baby's been born. Right, yeah. So all the, all the press are outside the castle and like when the, the royal wedding was here it was an absolute ball ache. It was it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a big deal. That it was about this time last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Literally, it was. Every single thing was shut off. Like you couldn't do anything in Windsor, and I've never seen so many people in Windsor. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's quite a. Yeah, I mean, that's where she. That's where the Queen generally stays, isn't it, Windsor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her formal uh, residence. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then um, I think Harry and that Meghan have got a house here now somewhere. Yeah, got the uh, yeah. They should be seeing the the. they I mean they went to Eton, didn't they? Harry and Harry. Yeah, I think yeah, Harry's. Did, yeah. My, how, how how old are you? I'm thirty. So you're a couple of years younger than me. I think he's sort of. My, I don't know, maybe a bit older than me actually. I'm thirty two. That's I'm thirty three. Right. Yeah, I think my mates. So we didn't play Eton at rugby, but mm. a few of my mates played them at football, and they used to play against them quite a lot. Right. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, we we now play against Eton at football. Uh, in our old boys league and it's, it's right. I mean it's it's quite a yeah I mean <laughs> play against quite a lot of Rupert's and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's quite yeah, interesting it's quite an interesting uh, yeah some of the names that come out I mean we were private school as well but they take right. it to a different level sort of thing yeah yeah we, we yeah Windsor boys are state school so like we used to yeah quite, quite, quite a nice state school like, I think yeah I, it's nice yeah, yeah I think I played against one when I was younger we played um my old rugby coach, I think he coached at Windsor High, maybe. Right. Mr. Lubbock was his name. Do you remember when we were younger? Yeah, rings a bell, rings he, a bell. I might we, have been before me. Oh well, yeah, we we played. Um, it might we played. I, th- I think it might have been Windsor Boys. We played it on. Yeah. Your pictures were like overlooked by the castle. Yeah. Uh, mm, sort of. Yeah, you can see the castle from it. Yeah. At the background. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The back, yeah. On, the, on the right. Yeah. yeah. I think it might yeah, have played yeah. you. It was like a. Played right. a couple of like one-off games, so no, it's, it's real, real nice area. Yeah, it's lucky. a nice school. Yeah, You've got like um, loads of fields, and you can be outside quite. Ah, mate, totally, mate. So it's beautiful for like runs and with my walking my dog, and like you, you can be in the in the town area with like it's busy, busy, and then you can literally five minute walk, and you're in in green. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So when like, so when you so when you're coaching people where you are. Have you got yes. like, your own facility, or are you in? No, so I, I train someone. I train my clients down at a gym called Five Star, right. um, which is in Windsor. Um, and yeah, I just train all my clients down there. Um, I've got a couple of clients I train at, at their houses. Yeah, obviously Windsor being Windsor being Windsor is quite an affluent area, so there's yeah. a couple of yeah. you know people with their gyms in their garages and stuff like that. Um, but no, I train mainly out of Five Star uh, Five Star Gym. It's a, it's a good gym. Like everything I need there. It's never too busy. It's pretty good, to be perfect. fair. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So that's what if you're in that, one of those sort of facilities, if you've got everything there, because like, sometimes, it's yeah, sometimes only other facility. I mean, it, it it can either be great or it can be a bit of a pain in the ass in terms of. Well, that's it. Yeah, especially like if like because obviously PT is very much an up and down game. So like, you know, it, it can be really really good at some points and then really t- and times it can be really dead. And you're like fuck. So. Mm. Like having your own facility for me would be like the end goal like is my end goal to have my own facility but right now just like I'm enjoying the one-to-ones and stuff like that so yeah. I've got a guy that I uh, could actually help you with that sort of stuff if you want mm. I could put him in touch with him he's, he's, a, cool. he's my business coach he's really good uh, a guy called right. Chris Brown but um, right. he, he um, he um, 
yeah, he's one of the most genuine guys I've ever met in my life. Uh, I've, I've dealt with a lot of coaches beforehand, yeah. um, which were yeah, no good. And he's someone I've been working with for three years. Yeah, um, nice. And he's uh, yeah, he really knows his stuff, and he's got people all over. Um, cool. And so yeah, he, he'll get you. He said like landing page and things like that. But um, it's good. It's good. It's good to have someone to keep you accountable. Do you know what I mean? If someone good to, to coach you as well, I think. A lot of people underestimate that, really. Oh, well, I think it's really hypocritical of coaches not to have coaches in certain, yeah. certain ways. Oh, totally, man. So it's yeah. like, well, you expect me to invest in you, but you ain't investing in you. That's why I, recently I've got like a Mai Tai coach, I've got a movement coach, and I've got him. Like nice. I always say, because what I need, I need, I mean, some of the, you will get into that, but some of the things that, mm. I, I mean, I've always been that sporty, but my, my flexibility is not being the best yeah. and I need to improve it. I was looking at longevity now rather than just like, or how much yeah. you live, how much you move. It's like, well, um, what are your movement patterns like, mate? Like, yeah. Can yeah. You move properly. Um, so look to idle, you know, idle Portel. Yeah. Idle Portel. Yeah. 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 Idle Portel. Yeah, yeah. Portel. Yeah. I looked at him quite a bit and, uh, he comes across as quite a, uh, intelligent guy and some of the things that yeah. are really interesting, but he, he's stuff. I actually looked into working with them and, um, it was online and they would say you need about three hours a day and I was thinking ah, three yeah, hours yeah. a day is quite a long time. Yeah. And it's quite advanced as well. Like, if, like It is very advanced. It's needed yeah. to pair eyes on me. That's why I need to yeah. work with someone. I said, because exactly. I'm not the tip, well, not as bad as a tip man, but I'm quite like, and it's been, a, and it's been like having, needing someone to have that one-on-one time with just, just because you don't know if you're doing it right. No, of course, exactly, man. And that's the key. Um, but yeah, I like, I like that sort of movement style. I'm really into it at the moment. Um, Functional patterns. Yeah. Um, that's really caught my eye at the moment. So I'm doing a lot of stuff on that. Um, but yeah, no, I'll, it is short of shifting. The whole bodybuilding yeah. strength world is shifting. But so. it's like you can, well, I think it's more like this because it comes in with health, right? It's like you want to, exactly, be, yeah. The thing that people, reason people show away from it, even myself, for ages, because it's like, well, I want to look as, I don't want to look like a yogi who hasn't got a scrap of muscle in him. You know, I want to look, yeah. Hard, I, I still want to look athletic, uh, whether it be, I don't want to, yeah, like, like some people can be much more athletic and bigger, but yeah, I, I still want to have some strength. I don't want to just be like a spindly yogi. Whereas they yeah. sort of put it together. You need to have the best of both worlds. Exactly. Yeah. So you're getting that sort of like movement through that actual so mobility actually through movement rather yeah. than like holding that that flexibility, which mm. is not really applicable to everyday life. Yeah. Um, mean, yeah. I was gonna say Elliot Holtz was doing it. He's at a point where he's like. Start getting flexible, but then I started to like not like the way I was looking. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it's yeah. like it's it's up because it's as you said, like movement patterns are so. Otherwise, the other thing is like you don't want to be like that, like be all bendy and flexible and not be able to. You want to be a great generalist. You don't want to be like not be able to move anything. Whereas also, you don't want to be like all show and no go. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and and that's definitely what I got stuck into when I first started out in the industry. <laughs> yeah was that sort of like bodybuilder bro stringer vests you know chest back legs you know Mm. um and as i've sort of got older and a bit more mature i've seen like actually there's a lot more a lot more to it than that so 100 percent. i've seen it for your post so like (laughs) yeah um so just for everyone because we're recording now mate just so so you know so everyone everyone out so if it's yeah the the health coach uk on uh on instagram and uh, i'd say you're one of the probably the funnier people to uh to follow (laughs) on there because you're just you're just real mate it's just it's just real and i I just laugh a bit it's just because you just say i i I, yeah i try and um yeah come across sort of like i'm trying to give certain, certain things and try and be like quite cool but you you just crack me up when you talk about things and that's one of the things i actually want to mention today is like you yeah. you're pretty honest you're just honest with it mate i think that's that's half of it mate i think like 
the, the social media has changed the health and fitness world. It's, it's people, you can be really bad PT and, but look good if you can get it, you know, video editing, you're good at, you know, videos. Um, but I mean, the content out there they're putting out there, some of it is just absolute shite, to be honest. Um, I don't mind you, uh, you mind me swearing? Am I right to swear? No, you can swear, mate. No problem. <laughs> mate, I, just, I just get too, I get very passionate and a bit riled up. Um, I think like what the problem is when I, you know, I, I like to call these people out because they're not they're not doing it to educate people and help people develop. They're doing it because they want to show off what they can do. You know, and if you're a coach and a personal trainer, you know, you need to be, you know, you need to be showing stuff that other people can actually do and actually going to benefit from um so so yeah like I, I just love calling them out it's funny because some of the stuff out there is absolutely horrendous yeah it's, so. it's just it's just for clicks or just to try and stand yeah, out right tip bait, really tip bait, exactly yeah you've yeah. seen some of the ones like they're doing so for example a lot of people um you you see people doing like ridiculous moves on like bossy balls or oh, boosty ball, yeah. bossy ball, or like just like <laughs> someone doing it's like something they could do any any other way, and they're like trying to make it. Like, it's almost like a circus tricks, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what I call them. I call them circus freaks. You know, they should be they should be um, auditioning for Cirque du Soleil. Mm. Like they shouldn't be <laughs> teaching people to do that. Honestly, is the boost is one of my favourite ones because like it is something that is overused so much, <laughs> um, and it's only it, its main purpose there is obviously to create instability. So like you know, people like using it on like battle ropes and like doing stupid like one-legged kettlebell swings on it and stuff like that. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like it really doesn't. Just do a normal kettlebell swing or just do a, a really good single arm kettlebell swing. Like mm. it's just as effective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. You can use them for like, they're great, we said, for creating instability, and even like maybe kneeling and doing some rotation on them or doing some, just a, use them as like a press yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and things like that. But like you said, people take it to different levels. And yeah. some of the things, one of the things is like, another thing is you can look good and not actually be a good PT. Like you can look a no. certain way, but it's actually dangerous because if they're putting it out there to people and people try it, and. That's know, what I mean. And that's the problem. Like, and that's the problem because this is where. The online, this is where I really disagree with like the online world because, you know, you're giving people exercises and giving out content and people are going to copy, but if they get injured, there's no, there's no, you know, you don't, you don't get in trouble. There's no sort of ramifications. There's no, do you know what I mean? You're not going to get in trouble. Whereas if I, if I'm one-on-one -on -one with a client and make them do a stupid exercise and they get hurt, that's on me. Do you know what I mean? They're going to probably do something about that and, you know, it's... Yeah. It's totally different. Like it's, it's 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 going the wrong way in my in my eyes. I think. Yeah. Um. It's so with what I do, I do it online, but it's it looks yeah. diet and it's uh, yeah. It's it's like it's diet and the things I'm, my exercises are not like that. I mean, I think it's people to do like working in rather than working out of things like yeah, young, exactly. Yeah. Diet. We look at doing ultimate cleansing. I'm in constant contact with them, but as you're saying, nothing I'm doing is putting them in physical danger. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas when you're teaching people like that, if you're saying right, we've got a program here, and you've got overhead presses and you've got deadlifts and got squats and lunges very very different to get yeah. people doing certain maneuvers that you need to sort of this is why i said this is why i see my coach at one-on-one mm. -on -one now because i said look he had an online program and i was like i'm just he was like no i come and just do one-on-one because -on -one, you need someone to see you sometimes and if you're not you ready do. for it if you're not ready for it and so like when with, with yourself have you like had to deal with many people that have been injured in, in those sort of ways? Mate, I get yeah, I get I get a lot of clients that actually come from me from other PTs where they've literally just like developed injuries. Mm. Um, I mean, a lot a lot of it is like 
your I mean, the, the big fashion trend at the moment is obviously like high intensity training. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- what's happening is, you know, you're getting people that are, don't know how to move properly. You know, have been sat down all of the days they've been working. Do you know what I mean, they sit down all day, eight hours a day. Um, you know, they've probably not slept very well the night before. They're probably jacked up on caffeine. You know, their body's in the bits. And then they go and do a seven o'clock hit class where they get chucked into the deep end. They've got to do thousands of reps of whatever and then run for 30 30 seconds at max speed you know and just over time that's just going to cause problems you know um so there's no real so yeah i do see a lot of people that are injured just from like the lack of individualization really is probably the best word Hmm. um and and that's what and that's what you know this this new trend of like group fitness is um good for participation but for like health not good long-term health i don't think it's good at all it's like um i get what you mean it's like it has it has its purpose if you've got someone working or if you've got someone on a plan and they're with you like once or twice a week and you can get them to do their sort of and also i think high intensity is being like as you said if it's all you're doing it can stress yeah. the body too much. Taking a sedent- sedentary person as well, who's doing nothing, yeah. chuck him in, it can yeah. cause problems because all of a sudden the body's gone from sitting down for eight hours, boom, we've got all these explosive movements. It's like, whoa, what's happening there? You need, yeah, yeah. So, like for people, people listening, if they are at a desk, yeah, you know, what are some of the things you get your clients to do, or like in the, in the day that means that they can just get maybe I can't remember what the actual term for it is because you know you've got that um, your actual exercise you're doing. It's called like uh, the stuff you don't realise where you're actually exercising, like the moving. What's it called? It's like no intensity exercise, whatever it's called. Is it? I, I can't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, yeah, I sort of know what you mean. Yeah, going yeah, up yeah. the stairs rather than using the yeah, escalators. Yeah, yeah. So little things like obviously like ten thousand steps a day. Like trying to do ten thousand steps a day is obviously a good start. Um, I don't know where ten for me. I tell my clients like ten thousand steps is a good target, but I mean like you want to try and do as many steps as you can in the day. Like cause some people get the ten thousand and they go, oh yeah, I've hit ten thousand. Like stop now. Um, but I get my clients to do uh, pre pre routines and post uh, pre bed routines and uh, sorry, so morning routine and evening routines. Yep. So when they when they wake up first thing in the morning, I depending on who they are and what sort of uh, stage of the program they are, but normally it involves some sort of like um, yoga flow. Um, so they're flowing through like five or six different movements. Um, takes probably about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that wakes them up a little bit. Um, gets the body moving and then what I tend to do there from there is during the day just sort of like I rem- sort of get them to set um, every hour get up walk around do something um, if they've got a stand-up desk great try and stand up as much as possible um, and then obviously when they get home from a long day then I get them to do like a, like some sort of glute, glute um, strengthening work I hate the word activation glute strengthening work um, some yoga Again, some like cat camel, cat cow, um, downward dog. Just trying anything to try and release the hamstrings, hip flexors, get the lower back moving, get the glutes firing up again. Um, and we'll do some dead bugs as well just to try and fire up the midsection because obviously you've been sat down so it's not been braced at what, all. What was that, dead? Uh, dead bugs. Okay, what's that? Um, so you lie on your back yeah. and you put your legs up at 90 degrees and you put your hands up over your chest and what you do, I, t- I get my clients, depending on what stage they're at, and they come to me, but I call it level one, where they just hold their position. 
Okay. And they drive their back into the ground. And what I normally do is put a band underneath their back and I try and pull the band. If they're pushing their back into the ground and bracing their core enough, the midsection, the band shouldn't come out. Right, got you. Yeah. Um, and then level two will be then adding some movement with the legs, dropping one leg down, touching the ground, coming up, alternate legs, um, but like a slight knee bend. Yeah. And then uh, level three for me would be, um, so they'd bring the leg down, but it's straighter and they're touching the ground, alternate legs, and you just progress through there. No. Um, I mean, I mean, like I say, I mean, like the YouTube is probably the best best place. Type into YouTube, mate, and there's thousands of video, videos on it. But I prefer it. I prefer it to a plank. Yeah. Um, I prefer it a lot more to plank. It feels to me a lot more. Um, you can brace a lot harder. Yeah, plank. plank people can also get it really wrong, and yes. it cannot yeah. look good. But like, yeah. that's interesting. Have you heard of? I want to get into the act, what you said about activation there. But have you heard mm-hmm. of um, idola stretches? Uh, I have heard of idola stretches. I've not really done a lot of research into it, but I have heard of it. Yeah, it's um. Well, I got um, given them by um, when I was working with a Czech, Czech uh, Ron Williams, my Czech, my Czech coaches, um, yeah. and Mike Salimi, who I've interviewed as well. He's really big into it, and it's just about right. um, comes from like a, a, a French guy. It's all about um, being able to get space in between the spinal vertebrates, so it's right. kind of like okay. stretch people out. And it's really good. There's like different poses, and they can be very hard, and also gives right. a little bit of myofascial release as well. But they're um, they're good. You'd be you'd you'd really enjoy them. They're great for especially for people sitting down a lot. This is one of the things, you know, I've got my, uh, I've got my standing desk coming. It's I've boarded it. I, Cause even when I sit down sometimes and do a lot of work, even though I'm active quite a lot, um, mm. I still, when I sit down, if I do a bit of work and do a podcast where I could be sitting down for three, four hours on a bounce and I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. Like, I should be no. up and, um, and so that and sometimes down. just doing like these sort of stretches, it's, even just that it can help, right? Just, Oh, exactly, mate. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, like a, a lot of it as well is like, you know, what I sort of tell my clients is, you know, <laughs> Don't be sort of afraid to, to stand out because mm. if you start, if you jump, if you sit, you know, stand up at your desk and start doing stretches on the ground and like glute bridges and stuff like that, people are going to, you know, you are gonna, people are going to walk by and go, what, like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you're right. Um, but I always, I always say to him, like, be a shepherd, don't be a sheep because the more times you do it, then they'll keep asking. They'll be asking what you're doing and then they'll want to, then they want to know what you're doing and then they want to start copying you. And before you know it, it'll be, you know, everyone we're doing it so yeah i tell my clients to sort of like get over that sort of like slight embarrassment of doing it because there is there is a sort of like um especially in the work work environment a very sort of like uh like what are you doing like why you like what are you doing why are you trying so hard do you know what i mean like you shouldn't be doing that and um so i tell my clients just to sort of get over that really yeah um like 100 yeah it's like that you said before being different right but yeah like, that's it yeah but once you start doing it i mean it's weird if i was in that office environment like that i'd just sometimes drop down here and just do yeah, exactly things. yeah but yeah. because you're on show in that i suppose yeah. and they're all like they think like, oh it's yeah. a bit but well i think one of those things it's like once you've started doing it it becomes less of an issue exactly it's just yeah. getting going right and, um, and that's what i tell him that's what i tell that's what i say to him yeah that's what i say to him so you said that you you hate you hate the word activation <laughs> why do you hate the word activation um because if your glutes weren't activated, then you, you wouldn't be able to walk. Right. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're not activating your glutes. You're just, you're strengthening your, your weak glutes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like when people, when I hear so many PTs, you know, especially when they start using the band for every single movement in the world. Um, oh, I need to activate your glutes. You need to activate your glutes. Well, if your glutes weren't activated, you wouldn't be in the gym. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. a very, it's a buzzword. Mm. That's what, it's, a buzz, it's a buzzword. Mm. Um, and it covers up PTs just using bands, mini bands for fun. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah. So that's I, that's that's why I hate the word activation because if you if your glutes are activated, you won't be able to walk. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So <laughs> yeah. you start getting to the point of like, get <laughs> to the re- yeah, get to the real issues of it. Get to the real, yeah, yeah and that's hundred percent. So this is interesting. So when so so you went so let's get, let's get let's go back a bit. So yeah. how did you? Because it's interesting, like you said before, you went to bodybuilding stuff, but before mm. that. How did you get, what was your journey into the, the health world, Jack? How did you so, get, to, get to being a PT? So I was, I was, so when I was younger, I was really into sport. Like I was that kid at, at school who was really into sport, was good at sport, hated education. Um, so I had that, I already had that love for it already. Um, and then I left at 16 and signed a professional rugby contract. Nice. Um, I was playing for Harlequins Rugby League. Oh, nice. Um, so that was cool. Did that for a couple of years and then just injuries and fucking rugby as sport um so i had to stop that and then from there i just jumped straight into being a pt um but like so i've been a pt now for probably about nine nine years mm-hmm. maybe maybe a bit more but i like to think that i've been a coach for about three or four years mm-hmm. um because for me pt has lost its like for me I, I see a pt as someone who literally just trains someone in the gym and that's it Whereas for me, I invest a lot of time in the other 23 hours of the day of my clients. So, you know, all my clients get three times a week, they get like educational emails talking about all kinds of things, how to improve their health or their daily performance. And um, so, yeah, and I've not looked back since. It's good. It's a big deal. It's, it's called um, being someone's fiduciary, right? It's like mm. being there being the person they trust. And it, it's huge. Being a coach is very different. I mean, mm. it's why, you know what? You know, when you're doing something right, it's when, for example, like you guys message me or message, you know, when other people, there's so many, like anything, you know, there's bad plumbers, there's bad, like, mm, chefs, yeah. etc. When you're a good coach or you're good, you'll you're notice because other people in the industry will, will be yeah. like, yeah, you know what you're talking about. Mm. It's like that sort of professional, um, professional courtesy or professional sort of like understanding between people. And Mate. Sorry. No, go on, go on. Um, I and I, I'm constantly screenshotting on off Instagram or um, the internet of other other coaches' content and what they're putting up, and I'm taking it and I'm looking at it and I'll research it and I'll try and include it somehow into what I think would be good for one of my clients. And um, you know, it, it's 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 an industry full of ego where you think you're the only person that knows that only everything mm. yeah and everyone's trying to find their unique selling point um so they're trying to find their thing and really like you know there's so many different coaches out there was good at so many different things like you know you need it should be exploring and i'm say i've got something like five thousand screenshots on my phone of just like content yeah, yeah. like coaches posting up something i look really good boom you know yeah no, I completely um, agree. I do, I do, I do the same. I, that's why I always like when I do stuff and talk, and I try and give people credit. Or because in the, end of the mm. day, the thing is, you know, there's a reason why someone will work with you and, and no one else. It's because you resonate with them. I always say like, you, yeah. you can have two people saying this or talking about the same thing, but in a completely different way, and yeah, that's I'll why they you. would work with you and not someone else. And so your unique selling point really is you. Um, yeah. and so that's like great and I think like, I don't mind if anyone takes my content and shares it because I'm always yeah. like I, I want I just want people to be healthy I, and exactly. that's the thing like, I've got no agenda apart from like yeah obviously I'm a coach and I've got business to run but mm. my rule thing is I, I want to change a million or more people's lives just yeah, for exactly. understanding the, the truth there's no yeah. reason for you to be ill um, no no no. <laughs> there's no reason to be ill apart from like yeah apart from just doing what the mainstream have told us to do 
I mean, that's, yeah. that's why I always use my journey as that because I was that person. You know, yeah. I believed in anything they told me. Yeah. And unfortunately, it, yeah, it didn't work, and they almost killed me. And so that's why I try and help people out. And it's the same with so when you, when you when you went, so you were doing your PT for you say your PT for nine years, three. Yeah, three years yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. What were like some of the courses that you did? Like, um, what, what did you go through? So believe it or not, mate, I'm I'm only I'm only, I'm only qualified in level three personal training. Right. Okay. So all my all my knowledge is come from books, podcasts, um, trying things out on myself. I mean, I, I've got thousands of books upstairs in my study. So you mean like the best knowledge then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. I'm just I'm just self taught, mate. So, you know, and I don't, and I'm quite good at sieving through the the, the bullshit. Mm. You know, understanding the bullshit. You know, and sort of really taking the good bits and then actually applying it in a way that actually the general public can actually do. Mm. But I think sometimes some of the content out there is so is, is so one way that really it only applies to really other coaches and other PTs can do it. Oh yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like it's like a almost an ego off. See who can do the, yeah. the best stuff. And when you yeah. with average, this is why one of the things we put up the other day, um, talking about, and it's something that Elliot Holes talked about years ago as well. And one of the best things he said, people just just get up and then if someone can do thirty minutes of walking or an hour of walking. Yeah, right? yeah. And you right. burn fat. You're going to get dyspepsia. <laughs> yeah. You're going to do lots yeah. of things. You give you mental clarity. And yeah. Think, and it's like you don't. It's one of the things Paul Paul Check talks about. He talks about the ba- basics. I remember he said in a podcast with um, the mind pump guys once he says like when you talk about when you listen to the boxer after he's won the world championship here he doesn't he talks about the basics you know I drilled the basics I didn't do the yeah. double twisted dog fucker with a, no, with a single no. spinner you know he's talking about <laughs> no. doing the basics and this is what I'm saying like talk about the basics and one of them things is just being more active but going out and walking that you don't High intensity activity is great. Getting a sweat on is great, but yeah. you know, it doesn't need to be the only thing you do. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, especially in a world of um, quick fixes, mm. <laughs> everyone wants to do something quickly and hit. And that sort of high intensity training gives you that sort of twenty minutes, thirty minutes of high intensity, and they're done. Not, no one wants to do the the long, boring stuff. You know. Um, but yeah, we, we live in a world where, you know, all that quick fixes and everything's got to be quick and that high intensity training fits that. Well, the thing is with it, the quick fix, it's, it's like, comes like it's that all or nothing approach that just doesn't, it's, doesn't work doesn't long work, term. No, doesn't, doesn't work long term. No. And so like when you, so when you're like, so do you find it, when you work with clients, do you, do you try and tell them like that this is the journey, we're here and we have to get yes. here and if you want to keep it sustainable, we're going to have to do this rather than look. You know, you got an eight-week program to try, or a four-week program no, to try and get yeah. you ready for the gym, ready yeah. for the beach. Do you find it? Is it a hard sell? Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, because I, I, I'm constantly telling clients to slow down, like slow down, like. Um, so, you know, my the journey of my clients is I don't really have like an eight-week plan. So what happens is is we'll do an assessment. So I get all my data from the first assessment, and then from there. I will then develop a program where I can work around certain exercises we can develop, what they need to do, and, you know, they might need to improve their hip pinch. So we'll do a lot of hip pinch stuff. Um, and then we'll retest and say like eight weeks and then be like, great, this is improved. Now we can do this. And like, it's, 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 it's a long journey. But for me, obviously, you know, as a coach, you've got to try and make money. But for me, ultimately, it's more about education. I want my clients to leave me in a year's time and not, not come back. Hmm. <laughs> you know because they've learned so much from me that they don't, they don't need him anymore yeah yeah it's like we, we, I said it to uh, I said it to I was just on the phone to a uh, to a potential client a minute ago and I said to him mm. look 
great teachers they don't make followers they make no. other teachers yeah exactly yeah and that that's that's the whole point of it right you want to yeah so and i always say that on our programs i'm trying to want to heal you but i also want to give you an education and that's yeah a, a huge part of it right because you know i mean everyone i mean we said before you know, everyone is ill so you're always yeah. going to be dealing with people i mean yeah and, and st- the stuff that you see what are because you're actually in the gyms now, whereas I, I mean I do my own stuff. I work with people, but you're in the gym with with, with clients. What's yeah. like the what's like the main th- issues you see with people? So a lot of it is movement patterns. So you know, uh, like the hip hinge stuff. Um, you know, squats because a lot of people these days only squat to a chair. Mm-hmm. They can't go below you know hips below knees. Ninety nine percent of my clients always have poor fitness tests really so yeah one of my one of my testings is a uh, 10 ca- uh, 10 minute max assault bike calories okay so it's not it's not so like high intensity but it's, it's long enough to be aerobic mm-hmm. and a lot of them struggle a lot of them get to like five six minutes in and they're like absolutely gassed just from just study, what, yeah. what, do you have a standard yeah. like RPM they got to do? Or? Yeah, no, no. So they govern their, obviously, they govern their own pace. So their score is a max calories in the 10 minutes. Right. But, I mean, a lot of them, you know, I always tell them, I will coach them, say, look, look start slow because 10 minutes is quite a long time. You know, and they, and they do get pretty gassed by like six, seven, seven minutes in. So I find a lot of people are not fit enough, hmm. haven't got that cardiovascular strength because they just, they just like – a lot of my people in my gym and I think a lot of people in the health and fitness world, I say, I don't like to, I don't like to combine the health and fitness world. It's more fitness world. Mm. When someone comes to the gym these days, it's all about looking good. Yeah. So they won't do, you know, the long steady state conditioning sessions, you know, they won't do, they'd rather go in there, lift as heavy, their bloody lift as, lift as heavy as they can, you know, do a couple of bicep curls and walk out, you know, when really like, that's not what they need. You know, they need to be doing the mobility work. They need to be doing, you know, the uh, movement pattern stuff. You know, you need to be doing the longer steady state aerobic work. You don't, you know, what's the point of doing high intensity if you can't express intensity? Mm. And that's what I tell a lot of my clients. Like, you know, a lot of them say to me, you know, you know, I want to, you know, some people doing this. I've heard this, seen this hit session on Instagram. I'm like, all right. You know, but I said to them, like, you, you can barely express 70%. How are you going to express 85%? You know? So I think a lot of clients that I see in the gym need to sort of just slow down a little bit, bring it back a bit and build up to, you know, high intensity work and build up to, you know, the heavier sets, you know? Mm. Um, there's definitely a crossover between fitness and health in terms of like, like fitness and sport is not health. Mm. Yeah. Um, so like things like people see like bodybuilders, bodybuilders is not healthy. Like bodybuilding is not healthy. Yeah. You know that, you know that they're supposed to replicate, they're supposed to show a healthy body. It's what, that's what people see. When people think health, they think bodybuilder, right? But they're not healthy at all. Like it's, it's the most, it's just stupid. Um, things like powerlifting, you know, see guys doing, I see, see new newbies in the gym doing like five, five, five programs and, Five three one programs. I'm like, dude, you've only just stepped into the gym. Like, it's okay. Like, it's like, like you can slow down a little bit. It's okay to start, you know, on like twelve ten reps. Get your movement lightweight. Get the form right, and then progress. Yeah, I think so, social media has affected a lot of things because people look at other coaches and want to be like that. When the coaches don't really express that they've actually been training for like ten fifteen years to get to that point. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I tell a lot of my clients to slow down. Yeah, it's getting from they want to get to A to, to Z, to Z yeah. but they don't yeah. realise that in between all that, there's been so much learning going on. Yeah, and those yeah. those lessons are not failures. Those lessons are what makes a really good coach because you understand yeah. what works and what doesn't. And yeah, exactly. And it's really interesting what you said that you know that in, in social media has got a lot. I mean, some of it, one in one way it's great because you can get the word out and get the truth out and what people need to do. But in the other way for quick for quick results and people want a quick fix in this world you know it's it's bad because it promotes that you can just do nothing and then you four weeks you can look like this and it's like yeah it's impossible yeah you can if you well you can you can do it if you want to like ruin your metabolism <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you want to have lots of issues afterwards and yeah they said before like the longevity is huge so you mentioned beforehand that you did some bodybuilding like sort of in the bodybuilding sort of yeah, philosophy yeah. before and you just said then they're they're really unhealthy what did yeah what sort of things were you playing about when, well, how old was you and what sort of things you were playing around with well then? i mean i was very well, i was very young i mean like the, the, i was very very young i was probably i just finished playing rugby so it was something for me it was something to do right um something to work towards mm-hmm. um but for me it's like it's it's being constantly it's being in a def- calorie deficit and like training like super like a super high volume you know um steady state cardio sessions for a long period of time and then get into like the final stages of competition a prep and like super low carb over like water loading and then actually day of competition like being so dehydrated that like so you actually so you actually did compete yeah, I did compete. Yeah, I did, right. one, I did one one competition and then that was it. <laughs> right, right. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Because people want to. Yeah. This is quite interesting. People say, because people obviously look at fitness magazines and yeah, and people think that that's like the epitome of health. And I'm like, you, that it's not. these people. Well, these people are having talked to other professionals who've done it before. They said that yeah. they, when they went into bodybuilding, they thought they'd be around people that knew about nutrition and, and would re- be like really healthy. And, and he said that the op- the opposite were like was 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 the truth. Like yeah, that, that illusion of health couldn't be further from the truth. No, it's these people all. all messed up and a lot yeah. of them doing certain things obviously like a lot of them on steroids and other things yeah, like that yeah so yeah. when you when you comp- i mean when you went into it did you did you double with steroids at all no 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 natural for life mate. yeah no, i yeah. don't understand that. yeah no yeah but some of, some of them i know like some people um have done it and, and the thing is like with the, with the dieting for it, it is very mentally tough as well as um physically right dude it's it's, it's bordering on i would say like eating disorder land it definitely works in towards it. I mean, you know, some of the people that I've spoken to, you know, that have done competitions, getting ready for competitions, you know, it does border borderline on sort of, eat, you know, eating disorders. It does, you know, because they're so focused on like hitting their numbers. And if they don't hit the numbers, then it's like, fuck, and they all panic. And then like, or, you know. When you say numbers, they, you mean calories or lifting Like numbers. calories, macros, like calories and yeah. macros and stuff like that. And then yeah. like everything's got to be like chicken and rice broccoli you know it's never you don't go outside of that and if they do it they start thinking they start you know the panicking and like yeah it's it's yeah it's definitely like i would say probably a lot a large percentage of those people in that industry have like some sort of slight eating disorder mm, yeah yeah that's not and it's way it's, it's not it's not it's not healthy it's not, no, it's not, not good for you not to and you said before they do have like a, a keep on eating the same things as well which yeah. isn't good for you either no no. Uh, it doesn't diversify well your, your no. nutrition at all, and and so you said you did one competition. Yeah, I did one competition just for the fact of just doing a competition. I got super tanned, which was <laughs> funny, funny. <laughs> uh, walking on stage in swim shorts was also funny. Mm. Um, 
did one and done. That was it. I, I ticked off the list, done it. Like that was it. I didn't want to ever do it again. Didn't fancy doing another one. So. Did you, when you were doing it, like what was the? So when you were prepared for it, how long? Just because it's going back, it's interesting to me. Like how yeah. long did? How long did? Was the preparation for it? So I gave myself twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. Okay. Yeah, I gave myself twelve weeks. In hindsight, I probably could have given myself a lot more. Right. Um, I think naturally, if you're trying to do it naturally, you need to give yourself more time. So what are you talking about? Uh, three I'll, I'll, months? Uh, yeah, sorry, probably, months? Yeah, about six months, I would say. Yeah. Um, just because it takes, obviously, a lot longer to, to develop muscle mass if you're not taking steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd give myself a lot more time. Um, so I forgot what the question was. What was the I question? was just saying, like, how, yeah. did it, how, did it, how did it look? Like, how was your, how long did it take you? What, did, what sort of yeah. did you go through? I mean, you mentioned being so training. Yeah, so it was it was so I was doing sort of like double double sessions, so two really, like twice yeah. a day sessions, yeah. So normally I would do my weights in the morning, which would be standard sort of split routine like chest and back and buys and tries and things like that. And then in the evening would be like sixty minute cardio, like steady state cardio. Um Every so yeah, day. pretty much Monday to Friday, yeah, Monday to Sunday, yeah. Monday to Sunday. Yeah, that's, Monday to Sunday. That's a lot. Every day. And so, what were your calories like? Um, so, I started out at three thousand two hundred. I mean, I did when I, I when I started, I weighed one hundred and four kilos. When I finished, I weighed ninety two. Right, really. <laughs> so I lost a lot of weight, yeah. And and I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing to be honest. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really no. know what I was doing. Oh, you didn't have a coach. You just on your own. No, no coach. Did it by myself. Did it all by myself. <laughs> Classic Jack, you know. Teach myself. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I get yeah, I'll, two thousand three thousand two hundred if I remember rightly, and so every sort of two weeks I was dropping like a hundred calories. Really, right. So by the time I got to the comp time, I was super low, super low. How do um, you feel? Oh, like horrendous, mate. Did I remember you? I was yeah because I was, yeah I stopped finishing. I wasn't playing professional rugby, so I was sort of like and I and I obviously PT self-employed, so I had a bit of a gap where I was working in the bar, mm. and it was right in the middle of my prep. And I can imagine, like, I remember the last week of working the bar, I couldn't pick up glasses. Really? I was so fatigued that I was picking them up and dropping them. All under this illusion of hell getting on the stage uh, and looking yeah, like you're healthy. Yeah, looking like I'm super ripped and, like, jacked yeah. and, like, that was a thing. Because when I, when I first got into the industry, that was the thing. Like, that yeah. was what I did, you know, um, which, you know, stupid. When I think back of it, I think it's stupid. Um it's yeah, it's a weird one. I always think about this with boxers when I and they're like, oh, he he walks around it this way and he and he fights it that way. And I'm like, I'm always like, you know, surely you'd be a better boxer walking in the ring at the weight you feel most yeah. stable at because yeah. they they lose all this weight. They I mean, it's really bad for head injuries as well when you're that dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. take that amount of water in, in time, no. and they get down. And they it's like well. Surely you'll be weaker. You're not going to be as energized. Your movement's mm. not going to be as good. Your reaction time's no. going to be slower. So no. under, and, and under those lights, where I'm always thinking, why don't you just get in the ring at your at the best you can be? And so I, I never understand that. I know no. I know people say, oh, you want to be like the biggest uh, small man you can be, sort of thing. But it's like it doesn't. And it's the same as that. And they, I always think like, where is that? You'll get on the stage. You're, you're doing poses. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing, and to feel horrific to get in the ring and to be fighting someone for twenty-six minutes. I think it's just ludicrous. Mate, weight weight cutting is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a dangerous business, mate. And I don't know how those UFC guys do it because the weight cuts are so big. Mm. Um, I know Joe Rogan speaks about it a lot, introducing new weight categories because there are, you know, it's dangerous. Some people yeah. do drop so much weight and water manipulation when not done right. 
it's dangerous, dangerous business. Yeah, drinking like six, seven liters a day. So. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, and then like having to sweat it all out as well. Yeah, to drop weight. Um, yeah, I think it's madness. I just, I, no. don't, I remember Ruben was in Amir Khan actually. I was at Ruben before, and he got Amir down to his fighting weight three weeks before the fight, and Amir couldn't believe it. He's like, "This is how it should be done." Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Don't, and so that means it gives your tight body time to adapt. Not you in the sauna the day before with a sweat bag on, like trying to lose the last three, four kg, whatever it is. Or yeah, pound exactly. It is. Because it's just, it's just dangerous, and that's why it's really interesting you said that because. Just want people to understand the the illusion of health. Sometimes, like mm. you get these people that look good, but they're not healthy. No, because when you're healthy, you're you're going to look good. Yeah. So sport, and this, again, this is where the mixture of fitness and sport and health sort of are mixed up. Mm. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, sport isn't healthy. Like no. sport, if you want to look after your longevity of your health, sport is not the one. Mm. In general. Um, yeah. No, it's just it's. It, you are sacrificing, you know, I mean, like I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I, I do um, CrossFit classes. Mm-hmm. But for me, CrossFit is a, if you can control the varied intensities, then it's not that bad, actually. You know? It's, do you it's know not, what I mean? No, no, yeah, it's in like, always, it's like. And I don't compete either. I don't do, I do, I don't compete. Yeah, no, this is, so. this is the thing. <laughs> so Paul, no, Paul Chate has got a great thing about it. He said like, yeah. having something against CrossFit would be like having something against knives. Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah. I don't have nothing against knives. I just wish that before juggling knives, people would juggle oranges. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's just like, there's no, and Dave Whiskey talks about, there's no bad, uh, exercise is just a no. wrong prescribed one and exactly yeah with crossfit it's just basically like strongman circuits but they just sometimes put a few exercises in 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 where you're thinking like unless you're superman this could really injure someone like yeah. example snatch like 30 snatches for time oh you know? yeah 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 and, yeah, and yeah. for a lot of people that as you said they're at a desk all day they come back yeah. and they start doing snatches that's it, the problem yeah it can it yeah. is a problem and so i don't I, I i i there's a lot of good things about crossfit and there's and there's mm certain things that are bad bad about it but it's not it's not bad it's just doing the wrong things at the wrong time and so as you said if you're doing it as part of like a it's another thing to say it's a great sport it's probably yeah. not a it's great training modality no so yeah i mean i i use it i don't use it as a sport i just go there because i like the that tribe mentality yeah, community yeah. of people my that's mates a great thing about there. It. that's a great thing yeah about it. Uh, um and also i don't really do things for time if if, if workout is for time I slow it down. I don't. I don't. If I'm last in the class, I don't give a shit. Like yeah. it's as long as I'm moving well and I'm breathing and I'm feeling. You know, that's that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so whereas CrossFit has taken you know fitness into a sport and you know, and I think there is a confusion when people see CrossFit and they see the documentaries and they see the CrossFit games and they think, oh wow, you know, I want to do that, but really like, you know, CrossFit really isn't isn't shouldn't be shouldn't be that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you're going to compete, you go compete, but be 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 ready to sacrifice health. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's true. No, it's true. because it's like it's basically like strongman. It's like a strongman tournament. Is in like that. Is in you know no people can say you shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be doing that. Well, no one better than I live, and people are pulling planes with like or like they're, they're lifting boulders or they're doing because it's a strongman yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's called CrossFit. Because the problem was with it. I think it's the way you got to look at it. It's like it's a it's a sport, you know, and so yeah. you, you it's like when you train for football. 
yeah, you, you're playing football, but you do, you do shooting, you do defending. Yeah, you, yeah. You then might be in the gym and you do conditioning. You know, you look at certain patterns. You don't just play football all the time. And it's sort no, of like, yeah. for, just for example, you know, or like, it, 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 can you use an analogy for everything? You, you're not going to get better at CrossFit as well by just doing wads all the time. You no, have to no, do no. Your, your front squats. You're going to have to do your cleans. Yeah. You're gonna have to, yeah. So you have, you have to train differently to compete in it. And the problem is, because people are in that, as you said before, in that high intensity world, they just want yeah. to go and do a wad and, and then, kill themselves. Yeah. yeah, get in, get out, done. You know, um, with no real knowledge of like accessory work and like other other stuff like that. I mean, my, my luckily the, the CrossFit box I train out of Dan Dan in Ascot. Shout out to Danny Danny Pyatt. Um, he's a really good coach. You know, he he he's really you know definitely one of the better coaches I've seen, um, and he takes time with each person. It's a small box, it's not a big box, but it takes time. Mm. Whereas I've been, I've been to boxes before where it's literally been like 25, 30 people and 90% of people in there, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Well, that's the, um, that's the problem. You can get, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the thing. It's, I mean, the the yeah. problem is like, you get, same as you said, group training and it's like, yeah. you can get really good ones and you can yeah. get other ones. You need the right amount of coaches You need and you need to know what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's a standard of coach, but, also, like, the other thing, how can people do this? They try and beat themselves up because they <laughs> yeah. look a certain. They don't look the way they want to look, and they think that they're gonna. They can out exercise their bad diet. Yeah, yeah, that's the But if they're if they're eating right, yeah, and they're yeah. sleeping right, and yeah. they're moving, they don't need to beat themselves up as much, right? Mate, exactly. And you know what? It, it, I sound like an absolute parrot or a broken record, but literally, movement, sleep, food, and get those things on point and you're like you're laughing that's it's, it that's it <laughs> and the amount of people i hear say that all the time but it does, doesn't doesn't seem to go in anyone's ears mm. you know no, it doesn't, doesn't seem to stick but it's not sexy no it's not sexy man that's the problem um you know it's not sexy you know getting good sleep is not sexy you know um staying up all night and going out drinking all night and clubbing and that is sexy <laughs> you know sexy um, until you get cancer yeah exactly yeah and still, you know what I mean. Um, same with like the food, you know. Mm. Like it's not, it's not. You know, I, I can remember being uh, like, you know, taking around Tupperware boxes and sitting in a coffee shop, or sitting on the train to London with my Tupperware box and my protein shake, whatever. And people look at you funny, you know. But if I had a McDonald's, people would look at me like, that. No. <laughs> oh, I would. I'd look at you like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would as well. Yeah. I'd be carried because it stinks. But, yeah. um, no, I do that, mate. I bring my food yeah. on the plane. And people go, you can't yeah. bring your food on the plane. Yeah. I go, since yeah. when? I've been yeah, doing it all exactly. the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I fast on planes. I don't eat on planes. Yeah. I've run fast. It, I, 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 I generally do that unless it's like I a, a, like went to South Korea and it was about 12 hours and I was like, I'm going to have something to eat. And I yeah, yeah, bought some chicken yeah. and potatoes and some courgettes on there. And, yeah. and I was like, my food doesn't offend anyone, you know. All their food makes you feel fucking ill. I know exactly. And when you when you say you don't want the funny, because I I went to Bali for um for two weeks in Christmas. Yeah, it looked really I, good. No, it's lovely, mate. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful country. Um, beautiful place. Sorry, um, but I fasted for the whole journey. Mm-hmm. So we did uh, Heathrow to Singapore. Uh, so Heathrow to Qatar and then Qatar to Singapore. I fasted the whole way. So every time the air hostess asked me, "Do you want some food?" I said no. They were like, they almost looked at me a bit weird, like, what? You don't want any food? I'm like, nah, I'm okay, don't worry. It's, it's, like, it's fine. Um, and that's, it's, yeah, it, it, we live in a, a, such a weird culture, which is, which is run by marketing and run by um, brainwashing. And like, it's, 
It's crazy. I don't understand it. Oh, they, if you, I fast all the time. I mean, I'm I actually eating now in like a four-hour window. I'm playing over a four-hour right. eating window. Okay. Uh, sometimes I chuck breakfast in, and on weekends I'm a bit more relaxed with it. Maybe an eight-hour. But generally, yeah. I like to. I still get my three. This is the thing. It's not starvation. So in in that four-hour window, I still get like a three thousand calories in. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. So, yeah. And so I just like to give my body a rest because when I actually do that, I feel sharper, more energetic, oh, lighter. Totally. But as you said, we got a couple of things there. When you fart, when when you when you do that on a long haul flight, one of the research I've looked into, it's a really good way of, of stopping jet lag. So when you get oh, to yeah. a country, yeah. you eat at their night time. It puts yeah. it puts your body like in time for sleep. Circadian rhythm, yeah. Circadian rhythm, yeah. Just for people out there. And the other thing is like, you don't need to be. Cons- you know, they look at you like you're mad because you're because they think, oh, what you're not eating. It's like, yeah. you don't need to eat all the time. <laughs> no, no, no. It's funny. It's like uh, people get scared about not eating before they go to the gym. Oh, mate, I used to be like that. I'm, I'm, I'm with <laughs> yeah. you. I used to play professional rugby as well, mate. Yeah, and I yeah. used to be like, when my first got, I started intermittent fasting about six, seven, no, six, no, maybe five years ago. Yeah. And I was always like, I do all this training and I can't, I don't look the way I want to look. I don't feel as lean. I, when I played professional rugby, I did because I was, I, was, I was in the gym every day. I was running up and down and I was, about ninety, yeah. to, no, about eighty-seven kg and right. good shape and ripped up. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I stopped. And I was like, but I'm still training. But I'm eating different. And I was like, I'm obviously not doing as much running around. Why can't I? What, what's going on here? And even though I was training every day and I was still eating very good compared to other people, but I was like, still carrying this and that. Mm. And my guy, a guy I was working with at the time, one of my other mentors, was like, mate, just drop breakfast out. I was like, oh, Brian, yeah. I feel tired for the gym. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. mate, just drop breakfast out. I started <laughs> yeah. doing it and within two weeks, I was like, oh my God, I yeah. look like a different person. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like intermittent fasting, is, I, I, a lot of my clients use it. Um, it's, uh, it is, there's, I see it as more of, there is a more to it than weight loss. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to it than weight loss. Um, but I mean, the main thing is weight loss. And, I've, and the problem is people have jumped on that weight loss wagon and started wagon and started doing like the 800 calorie diet and like the, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And they've all jumped on it and now it's a weight loss protocol. But for me, there's a lot more to it than that. Like yeah. you say, you feel so much more into flow, you know, um, I feel a lot better when I'm fa- I train better when I'm fa- in the morning when I'm fasted. I, I hate it's the other thing when I used to eat. I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna eat because I want to have energy when I when I train. And mm. then and then when I when I eat when I train, I feel, like, I feel like sluggish and stuff. I'd be like, oh. and then as soon as I dropped it out when I was in the gym, yeah, you get a bit hungry, but I felt energized. And yeah, so instead of being the the, the like the lazy overeater, I was like the hungry go getter. And mm. uh, before I sometimes we don't kick off at football till two o'clock. If we kick off at ten or twelve, I won't have anything to eat. I might I, I don't. And people, my mates like you need to glycogen for your muscles. I was like, well, I had potatoes last night, mate. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we kick off at two o'clock, I might have a couple of apples, and I'm up and down a pitch for ninety minutes. I'm absolutely fine. This yeah. myth of like you've got to eat all the time. It's like the only people that get that benefit from that other people are making the food right yeah exactly yeah and i mean you, yeah i was gonna say but as you said there as well it's not about starvation you still eat a lot of calories when you eat yeah yeah but you just don't eat all the time yeah and also like you know you got you got so i have to remind people like you've got thousands of calories stored into your in your body mm. <laughs> like it's there to be used like make let your body use it you know um but yeah, no, I find that whole myth very funny. I mean, like you know, obviously, bodybuilding world is you no know, six meals a day and this and this and that. Like, you know, it's funny. It's, it's a weird, funny world. It's weird because the, one of the most famous ones, Serge Navry, the bodybuilder, he uh, yeah. he ate once a day. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah have you have you yeah. seen um, uh, Cole Robertson? Have you heard about? Uh, I have heard of the name. Yeah, I have he's, heard of the name. He's got a diet out at the moment called the Snake Diet. Have you heard of him? Right, no. right look him up on YouTube. Look him up. He's yeah. like a Snake Diet Wizard on uh, Instagram, and he's like, he just goes off on one. He's like, stop <laughs> eating, you fat bastard. Yeah, he's like, I want you to fast for ten days. He says, it's the best thing about fasting. People think that when you fast, you're going to lose muscle. He said, your body yeah. preserves muscle. It just eats up body fat. Yeah. He said, you've got yeah. enough fat on you to last you thirty days. He's he's, yeah. he's got um he's really like he's um, he's very into red pill, you know, like red pill and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. very much into like, uh, same as Elliot Hulse got into it as well. Like how much fasting yeah. can not it just like clears you spiritually as well as mentally, emotionally, as well as mm. like uh, uh, health wise. Totally. But but he's talking about it's like people were sitting there thinking, oh, I've got to eat, got to eat this, got to eat that. It's like you've got hundred pounds of fat on you your body's yeah, yeah, got yeah, food yeah, there you yeah, don't need yeah. to be eating and yeah and, and fasting is you know to like well every religion whether you believe in them or not they've all got fasting in them. yeah absolutely yeah oh totally yeah if, i think it's right now ramadan right is it yeah it's ramadan yeah right now yeah yeah um i've got two two clients on ramadan at the moment um but we again i've said them not to train only because they manipulate water yeah, that's the thing, yeah. That's the only problem. So I said to him, like, right, you know, as long as you can sort of like... No drink move, no drink uh, or food, is it? No. Sunrise or sundown. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So like, you know, it's not ideal for him to be training really within that sort of time period. So um, I said to him, you know, as soon as you've had something to have some, some, you know, some drink and some food, then maybe you can do a bit of training. But main, mainly more the water. As long as they've had a bit of water, then they can start training. Yeah. They, uh, do a bit of moving at home. They, um... Well, dry fasting, there's different schools of thought on it, and some some people think mm-hmm. it pushes you deeper into autophagy, which means you can get really deep. Right, okay. But it, but problem problem is, a lot of these religions practices have now been bastardized. So you see these people fasting oh. when yeah. it's uh, daylight, and they mm. break their fast with McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like the whole point <laughs> of you yeah. fasting is to yeah. heal the body, right? And yeah. you're sticking <laughs> yeah. all these toxins in it, and so it's like. It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense and so no, they don't understand the whole practice of it it's meant to be you know giving your body an absolute abstinence from, 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 I mean you know what I, I could probably do Ramadan it's not a big deal for me I, if I didn't eat no. until what time does it get about 8, 9 problem is I like to now I used to eat I used to eat one and two, about 1, 2 about 7 and 8 or 8 and right. 9 now I'm trying to eat between about 4 and 8 or even between 2 and 6 I like to go to bed feeling a bit empty I, right, don't, okay, I yeah. don't want to be full at going to bed no. anymore um, no. Even though I was still lean, I just don't like that feeling of being full when no. I go to bed. Well, you know, it's time for the body to shut down. So, like, if your if your 100%. body if your stomach's full of food, mm-hmm. 100%. no, it's not going to shut down. It's going to be want to be be active. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, it's like I tell my clients, you know, when was the last? You know, I remember a time when you had a late night dinner and you went to bed that same night. You know, how did you sleep? You know, and a lot of them say they slept shit. Mm. You know, um, so. And again, that comes down to circadian rhythm and that sort of stuff. So we said it also. You don't let your like mitochondria heal, um, no. which is like another thing. And that's why I was being like, yeah, you're giving. Well, I was giving my body from like nine until two the next day a break for eating, which it, you can. But the best thing would be to give it that break in the evening when it's asleep. Yeah. Then you're yeah. getting an even deeper level of regeneration. Well, exactly. Yeah, and you're not doing a lot. You're just sleeping. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's more because you know. I'll be honest with you. It's more because if I'm working all day and I'm busy, I don't have to eat, and I'm going to gym and yeah. doing stuff. When I yeah. sit down at night and maybe I watch a podcast or listen to a podcast, I watch it on YouTube, or if I watch some sport or something, it's yeah. easier to sit there and eat. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And that's uh, and that's why. And I'd be like, well, well if I'm gonna ha- if I'm gonna have my calories in the evening, at uh, least I know I'm having it in the evening when I'm not. Yeah. So I'm trying yeah. now though just to sit with a cup of tea, like a herbal tea, not a yeah. normal tea, and then and then yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know. What's when do you stop eating? Um. So I'm a 16 hour. I don't do it all the time. Um. I'm a 16 hour window type of guy though. Um. For me, it's just a lot simpler to do. Eight hours eating. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. That's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, what, what time do you think? What's the last meal generally? What time? Um, so I know about six o'clock, six seven o'clock normally. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I say I don't go to bed till about ten. So mm-hmm. by the time I get to bed, it's like I'm feeling a bit hungry. That's good. Um, yeah, but like like, for, like a classic example would be like my fiance is um, super power woman, but she sometimes won't eat until like two o'clock. Yeah. Um, because she's so focused on her work and doing her work that she yeah. actually forgets to eat. Really. <laughs> You know, yeah, and she has to. She's like, oh, I need to eat at two. Like, and it comes to like two o'clock, and she'll do that pretty much every day. What's what's what is she in good shape? Uh, she is in good shape. Um, she does. She's not as enthusiastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> should we listen to this? Yeah. <laughs> um, she. I mean, yeah, she's in good shape. She doesn't. She doesn't enjoy it as much as I do, obviously. What, um, what, I was, what I was sort of getting at was like, if she's mm. like, if she's super busy and she's like eating on the go, like, does she yeah. try to eat? Like without being mindful, does she sort of just grab on the go? Whereas if she like relaxed and no, she's super, she's super on it. She she eats very keto ish when she eats. Right. So she almost does like a bit of like a keto fast if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she combines like the fasting, but then when because I say to her like you know she she, she doesn't really train at the moment because works really busy, and she is one of those people that that sits down all what, day. What does she do? Uh, she works in financial technologies. Okay. Yeah, so finance world. Um, but what I, what I say to her is like, you're, you're not, you don't really need carbohydrates because you're not using them. Mm. You're not using that glycogen store. So mm. you might as well just, you know, stick to like high fat, high protein, and just let that tick you over. Do you have, know what I mean? Have a bit of fruit if you need it. Yeah, so. a bit of fruit if you need it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. So is she is she quite sedentary at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah. But she's she's getting better. She's getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. no. I just I always just say like some of these with my clients, people like that. You know, because I always be talking about um, some of my clients like they, yeah. if at their desk at lunch, people expect them to do work. Yeah. So I just oh, say to them, kill kill two birds with one stone. Go have you if everyone's got a lunch hour, right, or like half an hour, an hour. If it's a half an hour, an hour, whatever it is, walk out for fifteen minutes or half yeah. the time, yeah, or, or twenty five minutes. Sit down somewhere, eat your lunch for ten minutes. Yeah. And then walk back. Exactly. So you've done yeah. 20 minutes of walking, 10 minutes of eating, 20 minutes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've done like 10,000. You've had your lunch in a relaxed environment. Because if you're at your desk, people want you to do work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and she's the type of person that will do that, though. She'll get super hyper-focused on what she's doing. Um, but, I mean, like you say, I need to work. And, you know, sometimes as a coach, you have to realize that, like, it's easy for you to say something. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not that applicable all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I try and uh, say to him, if, if, even if you can't, I say to him, just try and get away from your desk. Even if it means yeah. sitting in the, I say to him, even if it means going to sit on the on the wall outside your, your figure. I say, if people go for a fag all the time, I, yeah, I know they yeah. do. Just try yeah. and give yourself, even if it's 10 minutes or 15 yeah, minutes, yeah, just time to go and eat that food. Don't eat yeah. it at your desk where you're not no. paying attention to it. Because no. I deal with a lot of people with gut issues and stuff. I'm like, that's yeah. just going to make things 10 times worse. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, especially even in a super high-stress environment. And um, I mean, like, again, but the big thing for that is I tell, you know, people when they get home, I mean, because people when they get home, they sit down again and they watch TV. You know, I say, when you get back from a long day of work, I know you don't want to do it, but half an hour walk will do you very, you know, do you good. Even 10-minute walk will do you good. You know? 
Um, but yeah, no, she, yeah. So she, she sort of practices that fasting type of fasting like you do, yeah. like two to about seven without even knowing, like she doesn't even, doesn't even know she does it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's um, good. That's good. Did she, yeah. is she, um, is she in, is she in town? Did she have to get the train and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So she commutes from Windsor, which is um, two hours. Is it two hours? Yeah, because she gets a real slow train. Really? So okay. It's hour there, hour there, hour back. So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah, too. Yeah. I'm about to say it's not no. two hours into. It's not thing. too bad. No, yeah, yeah. but when I, was, I I go to I drive to Slough and then I get the train from Slough to Paddington, which is like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I just okay. get a slow ass train, but yeah, no, she she's yeah she commutes in the town, which again adds to her day as well. So like. Yeah. You know, so, so where did you? So where? Did you, how long have you been? You've your fiance. Yeah, so we, I got engaged to her in Bali. Lovely, yeah. Yeah, well, Singapore, I, Singapore. I, I yeah, think Singapore. I saw something. That was that was this yeah. year, right? That was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Singapore. So I never actually. I've been to Singapore. How do you like it? Um, I actually really liked it. Super clean. It's super clean. Super regimented. Um, yeah, I actually really liked it. I really enjoyed it. How long was you there for? Um, five, four days, five days. Yeah, that's was, enough, I think. Yeah, you know, once you once you've been to the sort of Marina Bay Sands, you've seen it all, really. Yeah, that's the <laughs> it thing. Was was my thing. Um, health and fitness world. I mean, I was lucky because my the hotel had a gym, really decent gym actually, but I didn't see like a lot of gyms and stuff. I didn't no. see a lot of. No, it was weird. I in Bali, really did you get a lot of? Uh, um, no, in Bali, I had to do the whole improvisation. And really? Well, there's a lot of people who do like fitness camps out there and stuff like that. Yeah, there is, yeah. I mean, like, um, just trying to think back. I mean, I did a lot of, obviously, did a lot of running. Remember, we went for New Year's, we went to Gilly T, the island Gilly T. Okay. Which is like a tiny island. I ran around the whole island in like half an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I was mainly running, you know, I found a little bit that had like um, like a chin-up bar and stuff. So I mm. did like a little, like, one of the CrossFit wads called Cindy, which is like, Body weight squats, push ups, and pull up. Yeah, like five, ten, fifteen. Or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, twenty minute and wrap, and yeah. I ran back. Yeah. So, that's but that's you do movement. I always say to people, it's really weird when they go away on holiday. Sometimes they come come back and they're, and they're like, "Wow, I went away. I had like more foods and more drinking, and, and I've yeah. actually lost weight." I'm like, "You know why? Why? Right. It was because you walked everywhere." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't yeah. get. You weren't sitting at a desk the whole time. You weren't going. Yeah. Well, people don't really. I've been in the gym five times this week. Yeah, but you sat at a desk the rest of the time. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like yeah. on a holiday, you'll get. You sometimes you'll like walk to dinner at nine o'clock, eat, walk back, and then at ten o'clock you're walking everywhere. You'll do like fifteen thousand yeah. steps a day, like minimum. Yeah. Whereas at home, it's hard to do. If you're working, it's people get in their car, drive to work, go to work, get in the gym for an hour or whatever, and then they'll, <laughs> yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's it. And I think that's enough. Like, it's really not enough. It really isn't enough. No. But um, so when you're on holiday, though, it's amazing what you, how active you can be. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. 100%. So with, with Bali, you recommend it? I've never been there. Mate, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we, we did a lot of traveling. So we didn't stay in one place. We went to like Ubud and Seminyak and um, then we went to Gilly T. So we did a lot of like traveling around the island. Right. Um, but I mean like the Hindu religion is super like positive, super embracing. Like it was, yeah. I mean, when you come back to the UK and you think like, what the fuck? Like, people here are not like, they're always like robots. It's I so think funny. it's the same in Thailand as well. So weird, yeah. You've been to Thailand? No, nah, I've never been to Thailand. No, nah, that would be. Lo- I would love to go. Yeah, it's. I think it's similar. It's like they're very like everyone's just very like very reliable. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And it's very respectful. Um, but I think yeah. that's like Western world of getting things done and 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 just like 
I mean, there's one religion that we can't talk about, obviously, because they, yeah, yeah. they get they get the right arm. <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, that's the thing. And, and it's the problem. It's like it's this. It's the problem with, with certain religions. It's like it's how they're interpreted. It's not even like yeah. no one even knows. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's written in certain languages, and it's been they've oh, it's been he's reading it in in its original language or the transcribing. You know. But things like that. Yeah. You say Hinduism and Buddhism, and, and having been to those countries, it's more about like being. Yeah, being yeah, yeah, being the religion, sort of being like the love, rather so treating. In the end of the day, if we all treat each other well. What, yeah. what more is there? You know, like, exactly, exactly. You know, um, like was, uh, humility, humility. Is that the way you say it? Mm. Um, I read a really good book uh, called Joy by Desmond Tutu and the uh, Dalai Lama, and they were talking about how, like, you know, like just help your fellow human, like it's what we're designed to do it's what we're supposed to do you know mm. like embrace people you know well we used to be in com- used to be in communities no, yeah we're not. It. yeah no we're not we're not no not at all um I, I recently went to new york about two weeks ago and it could have been any it couldn't have been any more further than bali yeah yeah it was robotic yeah people are robots out there well you know what the first time i went to new york i left massively underwhelmed right yeah and i was like but I went and did it with touristy stuff and I was with, with my ex-girlfriend and then I went back there a couple of years ago with people that lived there and I was like, right, now I get it. It was a completely different experience. We're going to all the places that the New Yorkers went and it was so different. Like when you go and do the touristy stuff, I think anywhere, everything's so like everyone's yeah. just doing. Whereas when I went to the other places, it was a bit more like going round, I'd say like Hampstead Heath or yeah, a bit yeah, more like yeah, yeah. even Shoreditch was a bit more quirky and you're going places yeah, and people a bit. And sort of the East Village and that. Yeah, they're a bit more like relaxed. And I walked into a bar and I was like, because I'm an Arsenal fan, I was like, can we put the Arsenal on? And they were like, yeah, sure. And yeah, yeah. I ended up having a drink with a few of them. And I was like, I thought all New Yorkers are arseholes, but they're, yeah. they're not. <laughs> but it just depends. I think it depends. It's like what. What you're, it's weird. It's like seeing the real sort of part of a city rather than just like the t- touristy att- tourist attractions. Yes, yes. Was it the first I, I, time you went? Yeah, first time I went. So we did exactly the same as you. So we mm. got all the tourist stuff done. Mm. Second, I definitely would love to go back there and do more of like the East Village and like yeah, places like that. Recommendations for you, mate, because yes, it's like, mate. it was a completely different experience. Yeah. And because I, I was, I was thinking, oh really? And then I was like, no, I could live here. But that was only because it's like. So I think it's people you're with, places you go. It makes yeah. a big difference to the whole oh, experience. Totally. Totally. I, if I never went, if I never went into um, Times Square again, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. No, no, exactly. Yeah, I seen Times Square. It was great. It was fun, but I would never go. I wouldn't go back there again. No way. It was uh, a disaster. So <laughs> it's, it's like you said before. So that's like the people. The pe- but once again, New York, London. They're very like. They're very. Robotic. Like, yeah. They yeah. are robotic. Again, Western, Western, Western world, you know, get your work done, get it done, and that's it. What you should do, I, I was like this because I was one of the things. Um, Russell Brand, sometimes I love him, sometimes I hate him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things he was saying, and so me and my friend did. We went at Christmas. We just went around and we just uh, like went and just gave the homeless some food, you know, like yeah, around, yeah. around London. But I was just talking to him a lot of the time. And I was thinking, yeah. and it felt obviously you do it, but it was just like nice going meeting people. And when we were doing it, because it's in London. Everywhere was busy. Everyone was on their own thing. You're stopping to talk to these people. Like most people are just walking past. Yeah, mate. I love I, I love that communication with people. Like, it is good. But, but the worst thing is when you say hello to someone, they look at you like you're a bit weird. Like, what are you doing? Why are you saying hello to me? You're like, yeah, well. yeah, I know. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, he's uh, talking to Matt Embry. He was talking. About, did, did, did you hear my podcast with Matt Embry? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen to so many podcasts, mate. Yeah, so. no, no, he's he that he was talking about. He was just saying like, start saying hello to people. Start like trying to converse with random people and see what yeah. changes happen in your life. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally, man. Like, and the undergrounds are worse. Underground's the worst, but best place for it. Yeah, because <laughs> the underground, everyone's. I mean, obviously, iPhones and smartphones don't help at all because they're zombies. People are zombies. I mean, I, I could. I always always laugh because when I go to train up to the train to London, in London uh, on the train to London, I'm literally probably the only person actually reading a book or actually looking up around me because everyone's just glued to their phones. See, I I listen to I listen to my books, so yeah. I will be looking at you, but listen yeah. to my book, and you probably be like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. People look at me like, "What are you doing? Why are you, why are you sat there in silence?" I'm like, <laughs> or listen to my podcast, or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's 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 the best place though because people are in that that confined environment where you can communicate. You can communicate. The problem yeah. problem, problem is with it is that everyone else can hear what you're saying as well. Yeah, and so, yeah, exactly. yeah. And so people are like yeah. worried about it. But I know what you mean. I'm very much yeah. the same as you. I, I get it from my mum. She'll be in a queue and she'll just talk to anyone and my dad will be like, oh, here she goes again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah it's brilliant. I think it's great. That's I've made some of the best. Um, like, I've done it once. Actually, you know a funny thing? You talk about New York. I've been at a New York Knicks game. Guy next to me, I just started rabbit into him. Next thing he knows, mate, come to our house, have some food and stuff. Had his yeah. address, spoke to him next time I went there. And I was like, just out of randomly speaking to someone. And yeah. like, because some people are like that, yeah, but these it, things yeah. do take yeah. people yeah, away do. from oh, communication. Mate, totally. It's weird because they're meant to be there to communicate, right? And it yeah. means that you communicate artificially to people rather than. Yeah, it's crazy, mate. And and unfortunately, that's the way the world is slowly going. Communication, human interaction is dying. This is why this right. is good. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly, so you know. That's why podcasts are so popular, though, mate, because people are getting conversations rather than just like. It's like that first John Peterson talks about. It's like it's amazing. I've been saying that 80,000, 90,000 city stadiums, people got a thirst for knowledge yeah, because there's yeah. so much clickbait out there that there's. Oh. People got, fall for it as well. You know, again, going back to the train, I can see people what they're looking at on the phones and it's Daily Mail. Like, you know, use that time to sort of educate yourself, improve yourself, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I just think all those papers are just a shambles. I've got yeah, people yeah. read them and get the ump, and I'm like, why, yeah. why do you bother reading? Them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. My dad used to do it. I said, Dad, you wake up and straight away you're stressed because you're reading about something. I'm like, what's the point of reading the? So if you got up and listened to a song that you liked, did some meditation, went for a walk, you'd be yeah. completely different. Have you, have you, have you got? I said to her, have you read the book Miracle Morning? Uh, no, but I'll, I'll write it down and definitely get it. R- R- Mate, it's, uh, they, he did a great a podcast with the guys from Mind Pump. Him and Jim right. did one or two podcasts I listened to recently. Um, I'm trying to get his name. It's L, L, uh, one second, I've got it on here. Um, Hal Elrod. It's called okay. The Miracle Morning, and it's one for entrepreneurs as well. But like, cool. I say to, to get all my clients to read it as well. It's like, if you win yeah. the morning, you win the day, and it's certain things that successful people do. Um, in the morning, I think I talked to you about Lewis actually the other day, and it was saying it's it's exercise, meditation, breathing, affirmations. Yeah, and, all the stuff you should, you should be doing at the one dance. Yeah, yeah, all the stuff before <laughs> yeah, like breathe. they do it at six o'clock before nine o'clock. Yeah, 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 but they rather look at their phone straight away and then get engulfed by the phone. It's, it's, it's funny. I don't understand it. It's because it releases like your yeah, endorphins, it's right? Addictive. It's endorphin yeah. and it's addictive. It's a that's why I'm I I had another alarm clock. My alarm clock broken. I haven't got one yet, but I'm gonna get my other alarm clock because I don't I don't want that in my room. I put it on airplane yeah. mode, but even when yeah. I look at even when I try to turn it off, I'm it gives me the the inkling to look at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's horrendous, mate. It's a it's a horrendous, horrendous piece of kit. But you know what? You know what else releases endorphins? Exercise. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, it does. Yeah, yeah. But no. it's not cool to do that. It's cool yeah. to look at your phone. Well, it's just because when you're getting likes, it's like 
Bob, yeah. you like my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's designed for. It's designed to get you into that position. Mm. Oh, no, it is, yeah. It's, it's designed to, it's like people look, look at the uh, Instagram 150 times a day. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. For us, because we're putting content on there, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're mindlessly scrolling, it's not great. Yeah. If you're if, using, if it, it's like using it rather than consuming it. Yeah. If my if my industry uh, wasn't so involved in it and I didn't need it as a platform, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have either Facebook or Instagram. Hundred percent with you, mate. I wouldn't have that phone either. I'd have one of those old school phones. Yeah. 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 Uh, and wow. uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I can do the camera and stuff with it, but yeah, mate, yeah, yeah like hundred percent. Well, mate, I've got I've got to shoot, so I have to wrap this up. Sweet. But awesome, mate. Where so where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, Instagram definitely. So the health coach, uh, the health coach UK. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, Instagram more. Um, and I say on there's a link from to my website and stuff like that. And you can email, subscribe to my emails that my clients get on like knowledge uh, three times a week of different subjects of health and how to improve health and stuff like that. Yeah. So. On Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook is just normally Jack Graves. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool. But yeah, Insta's the my main. Instagram's the main, the main platform. Awesome, mate. Well, yeah. Definitely, it's been good, good fun. I'm we'll definitely get you back on. Yeah, nice one, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. Have a mate, good day. And you too, have a good. So there you have it. That was Jack Graves. You know, you said uh, head over to Instagram to to find him. Um, I think it's a Health Coach UK best place to find him. Um, and you'll see some of his funny posts. I mean, he's he's good, as I touched on in the show. He's very funny funny guy when it comes to just um <laughs> mocking people i know it, it's always he's not trying to tear people down it's just like some of the things you see as a, as a health coach you're just like what are people doing here and uh it's got a very cool and funny way of just dismantling these things so yeah i hope you enjoyed that guys and girls um always interesting we definitely will be getting jack back on the show um as i said before the show if you have been dealing with a chronic health issue and you haven't been able to get results going, been going to doctors, specialists, consultants, you know, um, and you're still struggling and you're, you're no better, then do send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or go to www.reviveyourself.co and fill out the contact form and I'll um, get in touch and get back with you as soon as I can. We can book a, a free call to have a chat to see if and how we can help you and we can go from there. Um, you know, it's something that uh, I say, uh, I don't like to see people suffer, especially unnecessarily. Um, and so, yeah, if you have been suffering, then let me know and we can we can sort out a call and we can sort out a program and a process to get you back to full health and so you can enjoy life again, start thriving in life, not just merely surviving, um, and get you back to being you again. Uh, otherwise, if you're healthy, keep doing what you're doing. Keep enjoying life. Get out in that summer sun. Get out and exercise. Keep eating. Uh, keep eating well, and um, yeah, start doing the things that you love. Really, really important. So that's it for this week, guys. So as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. If you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the Healing Health Paradigm today.